0: All while helping make your sexual experiences with yourself, partner, significant other in your life, everything that you desire. I am full of resources and I am extremely straight to the point. So if you are ready for the unsugarcoated talks, I'll be covering everything under the birds and the bees, a.k.a. sex. Welcome to the Unchained Sex Cast coming in hat today. This episode, we're going to talk about exploration through masturbating. This is going to be a toy 101 and different types. And I am going to very much so differentiate between toys for penis owners and toys for vulva owners on this episode. Sounds like it's going to be your cup of tea. Stick around. Don't forget, please like, share, rate my show. Please give me rate and review. When you like and share our show, it helps us to organically grow. I am not a sponsored podcast, so I so appreciate if you've you've told a friend about me, if you've shared my podcast, if you sent me a message, I so appreciate it. Thank you so much. That is helping us to grow. And the more that we grow, the more content I can produce and put out there. You are not sure where to start with toys or self-exploration or masturbating practices. And maybe you are curious about different types of orgasms and how to achieve those different types of orgasms, then this episode will be a good episode for you. I actually had a listener who messaged in and told me she had her first G-spot orgasm, thanks to one of my episodes. So I love that. Oh my gosh, that made me like, you know who you are. You made my day. And I love getting that feedback because it helps me on what else to share. You know, being in the coaching position, some of these things like this is so mundane to me because i eat breathe sleep it and then like whenever people give me feedback i'm like that's what you need to know about and so it helps spark and recreate what i need to refeature and if you're a coach or you're an educator or you're a creator and you know exactly what I'm talking about then because when you get feedback, you're like, that's what people are honing in on. Awesome. It's so good to know what people actually need. So I love talking about the actual nitty gritty stuff of how to actually make your sex life better. And a lot of people are like, you know, how does a desired intimacy coach, how does that lead into creating a better sex life? And what I like to tell people is I'm more of a transformative coach. We work on all of the inner work, and all of the places that have held you up so a lot of the time we come back to pain points and trauma and shame and all of those things and so in order to really discover your sexuality and what you like and your turn-ons and really craft a sex life that you want we have to do all of the other work first so it's more of a transformative coaching you're going to transform yourself you're going to refocus and recenter your love around you again and the rest is just going to come but of course i also have heavy content throughout my coaching that is actually hands-on stuff like helping you like masturbating practices and toys and things like that so i love talking about it all um Mm I have had my practice with hands-on experience on toys and products and things that help you orgasm directly and physically. I've also had my practice now on working with the biggest sex organ, which is your brain. Let's talk a little bit about the different types of orgasms for vulva owners first. So we're going to talk about vulva owners first. We're going to talk about orgasms for them. We're going to talk about toys for them. And then we're going to talk about our penis owners, different types of orgasms and erotic areas for them, different erogenous areas that they have, different types of orgasms Mm -hmm. that they have. So first off for our vulva owners, we have the clitoris. The clitoris is like the homing device of your sexual health organs. Clitoris is like the main actress on this scene. So what a lot of people don't actually realize is that Externally, the clitoris, you may only see a small portion. You may not see any portion at all. The external part of the clitoris on a vulva is located all the way at the top and it is right underneath the mons pubis or the clitoral hood. So it's all the way at the top. Sometimes it is protruding outside past the, the labias, and sometimes it's not. Sometimes you can't see it. So What most people don't actually realize is that externally, if we were to just go back into the body, the clitoris actually has two glands that go on either side of the vulva that extend down. It has two bulbs and two flanges that sit right on top of the bulbs. So if you haven't seen my clitoris diagram, you'll probably catch it on my Instagram. I have a little A little one that I like to show because a lot of my visual people just go look up a quick diagram of the clitoris so that you can see what I'm talking about. And so this is the magical part. What sucks is there is not a lot of research on female sexual response cycles and clitorises and a lot of this stuff is just now mainstreaming and it's just now coming out. Studies of the sexual response cycle started. Scientists were more prone to do male studies because Males were easier to predict. Women are complex. Women have clitorises. Women have more hormones. And so scientists knew that they were going to get more mm, predictable results studying male species versus females. So it actually wasn't until like in the past few dozen, like I'm going to say in the past 20, 30 years where it was actually made mandatory that female species and females and different sexual response cycles and different parts of the female body had to be studied it actually wasn't mandated until just the past 20 30 years so it's really crazy to think that we have all the technology that we do and we still don't know (laughs) shit about a female body (laughs) literally whenever we're talking orgasms about the clitoris you can achieve orgasm externally You can also then achieve through your g-spot your g-spot is actually the part where your clitoris is by your vaginal canal it's where it actually meets and so when you're stimulating the g-spot you're actually stimulating a different part of the clitoris and that is why we just don't even know all of the magic that the clitoris has given us the clitoris actually holds your turn-ons it is the main actress for the show, for females, for vulva owners. If you are not having clitoral stimulation during sexual arousal time, then chances are you might not be able to climax, and you might not even be very aroused. So, the clitoris is our b fucking f like I said, you can have externally clitoral orgasms by stimulating the outside or internally would be more stimulating the G-spot area. This is also why it's it's a very nerve-rich area on the outside of the labias and just the whole outside of the vulva because you have that, you have the clitoris right underneath and in that nerve-rich area. Vulva owners, clitoral, G-spot, vaginal orgasms, anal orgasms. The anus is a very nerve-rich area. You have a lot of nerve endings in the anal cavity that can be very, very pleasurable when stimulated correctly. Women can also experience nipple orgasms by just stimulating the nipples only. Um, I have met a few clients who have told me that they orgasm from nipple stimulation alone, and I was like, wow, like I'm so intrigued. Um, not everybody can do it, but I feel like in the right context, especially if you are a very sensual person and you like to have your senses stimulated, so like blindfolded, soft touch, harder touch, wax, hot, cold, like nipple orgasms are probably you for my more sensual people. And then other types of orgasms that the owners can have is blended and tri-blended. And this is where the money's at. Oh, this is where the money is fucking at. Blended orgasms would be a clitoral and G-spot orgasm at the same time, or a clitoral and a anal orgasm at the same time. A tri-blended orgasm would be experiencing a clitoral G-spot anal orgasm all at the same time. And I guess, I guess you could say too, if you were doing like clitoral G-spot nipple, that would technically be considered a try tri-blended orgasm too. Lucky for vulva owners, we have so many different ways to orgasm. Like there is so many different fucking puzzle pieces to this gorgeous beautiful goddess. Penis owners, y'all got one way to come. Very simple. <laughs> it's very simple. Penis owners, they like one way to come, all right? Women, female vulva owners, we have Multiple ways on how we can climax and areas that are gonna be erogenous for us. And I'm not even talking all of our erogenous areas. What I just named off is literally just different types of orgasms. I'm not even talking about your K or A spot in your vaginal canal that can help you achieve orgasm or climaxing. I'm not talking about like the hips and other areas in the nape of the neck that can be very erogenous. One thing about vulva owners before we dip into some toys that can help with achieving these different orgasms and different techniques that can help with these lube is extremely important to vulva owners it does not matter if you are a natural waterfall lube if you are using a correct lube i 100% recommend a water-based lubricant for every vulva owner it doesn't matter if you feel you are wet all the time If you are using a water-based lubricant that is pH balanced, this is going to help maintain the pH and the acidity of your vagina and vulva. So if you struggle with UTIs, frequent infections, those are all things that lubricant can help out with. It's also a protective barrier. So it's going to protect you from whatever you're inserting. Whatever you're inserting could be a toy, a tongue, a finger, a tampon, a diva cup lube is going to help protect you and have just a protective barrier against you and that so it doesn't matter if you're naturally super wet lube is going to be your protector it also if you are dry lubricants also obviously going to help protect you against micro tears in the vagina and micro tears on the outside over time micro tears will lead to scar tissue and once you have scar tissue it's just desensitized and so from there we can't do too much. So I recommend lube. Like why fucking not use lube? Like there's a chance I could be desensitized in the future. Why the fuck aren't you using the lube? Like, huh? <laughs> use the lube. Um, Lube is so much fun. I know some people are like, so how do you put it on? Like it's taboo thing in couples and sometimes to use lubricant. Over the past eight years, it has been a common conversation to me on telling people and educating people on lubricant. And I don't know how many times I have had wives or husbands come to me and they are like, my partner won't even, isn't even acceptive of using a lubricant in the bedroom. And I'm just like, my God, this is just simple health in this matter. Like lubricant is a health product. It is not anything weird. It's not taboo. It doesn't mean that you're broken. It doesn't mean that you're not turned on because you're not a fucking waterfall. Lube is a fucking health product. Okay. There should not be a stigma around it. Water-based lube should be in every single household. And if you have daughters, then you should be getting water-based lube for them for their tampons and diva cups. Because guess what? Have you ever had a dry tampon pulled out? You know what I'm talking about. If you're listening to this and you're in your menstruating cycle and you have that tampon on like the very last day where you pull it out and you're pretty sure you left half of it up inside your body. You know what I'm talking about. Lubricant will help protect you against whatever you are inserting. And it's going to also make things a lot more comfortable. And not to mention when we're using lube with a partner, it's going to be more fun. Hello, wetter is always fucking better. Some of us like penis flavor. Some of us don't. Doesn't matter. Lube is going to be fun. All right, so let's talk about the toys for our vulva clitoris friends. First off of our honorable mentions today is our bullets, our wands, our finger vibes for our clitoris. Our clitoris' BFF is going to be the bullet vibrators. Those are usually like battery operated. They're like your cheapest, you know, your first sex toy when you were like 15. If you like bullets, that's fine you know, a good switch up every now and then. But honestly, there's so much better stuff out there. You should probably just throw it away and get something new at this point. Um everything is basically waterproof or rechargeable at this point and completely submergible. Like it's not just not just showerproof, but most toys are actually going to be completely submergible underwater. So bullets wands are the OG. The Hitachi wand, like the plug-in wand, you can get them rechargeable now, but the wands are most famous for making people have that squirt or those huge ejaculations and releases. Wands are intense. I personally say every vulva owner has a wand on their bucket list, even if they know it or not. Like if you've never had a wand, you need one. You need one. Everyone needs a wand. If you have a vulva, you need a wand. The finger vibes, there's little clitoral vibes that are easily slipped over the finger. Some of them enclose the whole finger. We have one, it's called me first and it literally encloses the whole finger and it's just a finger vibe. So it's really fun for simulating the outside. You can put it on a partner's finger and they can play with you. The acoustic version, that is solo. No toys, just your hand. That's what we call acoustic. (laughs) Just using your hand. A lot of people love to use their hands and just touch their body and just feel different sensation, apply pressure in different areas, light pressure, light sensations to harder amounts of pressure, tapping, smacking, pulling, grabbing. Warm and cold play is also very fun with the clitoris. If you have any type of little there's little floggers you can get that are metal, and those are awesome because you can dip them in colder hot water. Um, you can also get like Benoit balls. We sell those on the site as well. Um, Benoit balls are the little stainless steel balls, and you can just soak them in a hot glass of water or a hot or cold glass of water to get them to change temperature, and then use them for play. Benoit balls you can rub on the outside of the vulva. You can actually insert Benoit balls vaginally too. So those are fun. Those are a lot of our Clarice's best friends when it comes to our G-spot vibes. Holy G-spot vibes because, you know, most penises are not going to hit the G-spot. Let's be real. You've got to have that curved action to get the G-spot. And a lot of penises, if you've got a penis that can hit it right, let me just say like doggy style, there's maybe a few different ways. but you you got that magic dick man hold on to that we also have um dual action vibes those are toys that have clitoral stimulation and like vaginal stimulation simultaneously at the same time so a lot of these toys look very aggressive these are your aggressive looking toys where people are like oh my gosh like whenever you say you sell sex toys this is what i think of or you're thinking of big rubber dicks and what's funny is dildos are like a whole nother category we'll talk about that in just a second but your dual action vibes those have like your rabbit ears or your clitoral stimulation with your vaginal stimulation at the same time if you are looking for a specific g-spot you're going to see more of a bulb-like shape on the vaginal part of the toy and that bulb-like or curve almost like easter egg would be a good side good idea easter egg paints a good visual main attraction has like an easter egg size, not even like size, but like an Easter egg shape on the vaginal part. And that is like one of the most intense G-spot orgasm toys I've ever had. Uh, That toy has hands down given me one of the most intense G-spot orgasms I've ever had. It bends with your body, but it also, those egg shapes stay in place. So Those vibes are fun. There's also glass toys, like glass-shaped seahorse toys. Those are also known for like the squirting sensation because the glass or the metal G, like the metal G wands who are literally shaped like a C and it's just a metal G wand. But the glass and the metal-shaped toys are awesome for G-Spot because they're going to allow for a lot more pressure. You're going to be able to put pressure exactly where you want to put it. And it's going to allow for a little bit more control of that so i love all of the seahorses and the metal g ones they are very intense i have wanted a little glass seahorse for a while they are so pretty i don't know if you've seen them before but they're gorgeous the metal g ones are also very intense i would say those are for our deep deep g-spot orgasm girls dildos dildos are just the jelly suction cup usually they're usually suction cup but the jelly silicone lifelike penis phallic shaped toys so they come in all different sizes believe it or not they're not that popular when people say when people think oh you sell sex toys they think dildos and we carry one dildo in our online boutique for the people who want a dildo they love it and it's perfect but we don't carry lots of different sizes. I do think we should have a little bit more variety, but they're not as popular as you think. There are very specific people who like the realistic and the lifelike feel. And those people go and find exactly what they want. Dildos are actually not as popular as you think. We want something that vibrates, especially when it comes to couples. I will say, though, dildos are fun to play with, especially in a couple setting. You can always have a partner if you are doing anal. You can have a dildo vaginally. Those are just fun to play with. We also have anal plugs. Anal plugs. Anal plugs are going to be your butt plugs that have a tapered end so they stay in the butt. I always recommend making sure that you have a, if you're wanting a toy to stay in, it has that very small tapered end. Otherwise it's probably going to fall out. Um, There's also remote control butt plugs. Those are fun. They actually vibrate in your butt and you can keep them in there's also anal vibrators that can help you orgasm the anal beads those get for different stimulation you can insert them slowly one at a time Um, a lot of them are flexible the one that we sell on our site midnight desire is very very flexible so you can literally bend it with the body so it just makes it for more comfortable more relaxation There's so many different things out there and honestly, like I'm not even covering all of them. I'm just like covering top ones that I work with a lot, that a lot of people have, that I talk about a lot. Next up for nipple orgasms. So nipple clamps are super fun to play with. They just provide for different sensation play. You can get them tighter. You can let them looser. It can be more about the psychological aspect of having nipple clamps on your nipples, either from your partner or for you. Nipple suction tubes. Holy fuck. These are so fun. My personal favorite over nipple clamps, the suction tubes, you actually place them either over your nipples and there's usually some type of little crank or pump and it actually sucks up. These can go very extreme, so you can have these very, very high suction or you can have them to where it's a little bit lower suction. And then just the sensation of just playing or tugging on them during intercourse or play, even just having them on, it can be arousing, especially for your sexual people who just love nudity and love just looking and gazing on you. This is also fun to do the cold and warm play, wax play for your nipple orgasms. The hot soy wax is so much fun we have our candle on the site and it smells so amazing but it is a it's a warm soy wax so it's not going to burn the skin but it has just the amount of heat for it it's really popular we don't like to leave our penis friends out so let's talk about their different types of orgasms and sensations for our penis owners so first off prostate play if you didn't know guys' g-spots are located in their assholes (laughs) that is where their prostates are the prostate is a little gland that is about a fingertips width into the anus sometimes you can reach the prostate by stimulating the outside you don't necessarily have to stimulate the inside but the prostate is basically the g-spot For men, when you stimulate the prostate correctly, and having it is going to allow you to have a full release during climax. So, stimulating the prostate is actually very healthy for our men because when you stimulate the prostate, it's going to allow them to have a full release. And what I mean is, they're going to have a full release. Sometimes, guys can get built up fluid, especially if they don't have like, if you don't have a masturbation practice, guys, you need to be jerking it. Like, I'm just saying. Whenever you wank it, you're clearing that out and it's going to reduce your risk of prostate cancer and things like that. Whenever you have a full release with a prostate stimulation, it's going to allow you to have that full ejaculation as well. And it's just going to clear everything all out. So prostate play is super fun. Most guys think that if they like something in the back door or they like prostate play that it enhances or that it could change their sexuality. And I just want to crush that myth for you guys. If you like your butt played with, it does not mean anything about your sexuality. We don't know why your G-spot is in your asshole. I don't know what to tell you. So being uncircumcised versus circumcised, I want to talk about this because one, we live in the only culture that does circumcision for almost all of our baby boys that is not religious specified. We are the only culture that does mass circumcision for non-religious reasons, which is insane. And if you want more information on this subject, and if you are like, have a baby or you're contemplating this for your child, please hit me up. I have tons of resources on this. First off, I'm going to say we don't approve of female circumcision. So I'm just going to ask the question, why do we approve of male circumcision? We don't cut our little girls, but we're okay to cut our little boys. The second thing I'm going to say about this is there is a different sensation between uncircumcised and circumcised penis. And I'm not devaluing anyone's pleasure. Every penis is beautiful in its own way, has different turn-ons in its own way. But I do want to make sure that you are educated because if you are in a position where you're going to be passing this on or you have a child or you're making these decisions it's really going to be educated. And I honestly had no idea about this until in the most recent few years. And I have just heavily educated myself on it. And I've had several close friends who have had situations who have really influenced my opinion on this. And I just want to say, too, out there, for our men who are circumcised, you are not broken you know you had something done to you that wasn't your choice you did not choose to become circumcised and and you didn't choose to not be circumcised if you were never circumcised there's no shame around either it wasn't your choice whatever it was if you are not circumcised the foreskin actually is the most sensitive area of the penis and so men with foreskins can sometimes have up to five different types of orgasms foreskin people if you have a partner or you have a foreskin that's where it's at if you do not have foreskin the frenulum the very very tip of the penis is one of the most sensitive areas but at the end of the day every penis is different and likes to be stimulated differently So, it's really about playing and exploring with your partner. The perennial external area, that is the area that we like to call the gooch, the area between the testicles and the butthole. This is also a different area that can be stimulated to help reach that prostate gland. So, sometimes you don't even have to insert inside the The actual anus to hit the prostate you can do that from the outside the balls and testicles those are very sensitive as we know balls are the most sensitive thing on the planet earth (laughs) who would have ever thought balls and testicles were the biggest most sensitive thing in the entire world hmm stimulating the balls and the testicles, making sure you pay attention to them is very important when it comes to your handies, your oral favors and just sex in general. There's a lot of sensation there and just taking the time to rub your partner's inner thigh, cup their balls, maybe put them in your mouth, they're going to appreciate you. The frenulum, which is what I said, the very tip of the penis, very very erogenous highly nerve-rich area the main vein of the penis too is also a big area of sensation whenever we use enhancements on the penis you'll hear me talk about a few in a second but there's a few different types of enhancers that help with the blood flow and whatnot and whenever you use these or if you're using a prolonging cream or anything like that on the penis you always want to hit the main vein up you want to hit the main vein up first that's going to be your most blood-rich area That is what is helping the circulation of the erection, and so making sure whatever enhancement cream or product that you use you put on the main vein is important. Using lube for penis owners are important. Penises are like sponges, and they suck the life out of everything. (laughs) Literally, they absorb it all, so using lube is super important. It makes things more comfortable, and you don't want micro tears in the penis, foreskins, or in the penis. Um, Micro tears lead to scar tissue. And just like our vulva owners, it's going to lead to desensitization. So, the lubricant that I suggest the most, everybody's going to have their personal preference. I will say what stays best in place is going to be your silicone or your emollient based lubricants. And especially for your penis owners who, like I said, they like to absorb everything. If you are using only water based lube, sometimes that can dry out and it can't, it's sometimes just not enough. So, silicone or emollient base is going to stay in place. If you're doing anal play or anything for extended periods of time, or you're like on the marathon tonight, like we're talking a really long two, three hour long session, whatever that looks like, your silicone or your emollient base are going to stay in place. Silicone is usually a clear consistency, very silky. Emollient base is more of that lotion thicker consistency that stays in place. When it comes to toys or sleeves with penises, your pocket pussies or just your open-ended sleeves. I prefer sleeves because they are double-ended and you can have so much fun with them with a partner and even including intercourse with them on your pocket pussies. I like to kind of think of those. When I think of those, I think of just the closed-ended Sleeves that are more for just m- masturbation. They're just more for masturbation. They're going to provide a better suction. When you use toys or sleeves, though, you always have to use lube. You need to have that protective barrier, especially because you have no lubrication whatsoever. You cannot go dry. <laughs> don't do it. Wetter is better. So, some toys for our penis owners. I already mentioned our sleeves or pocket pussies. Those are like mandatory. If you own a penis and you don't have a sleeve, Go to my site right now off this off of this episode and order one. There is a Get a Grip on Him duo set, and it is literally your lube and your sleeve. You can grab the cleaner as well, but those two, the sleeve and the lube, are going to be your BFF. They make oral that much better. The next time you're getting oral, it's going to be that much better. The next time you're giving yourself a handy, that's going to be that much better. The next time you have to go travel or go solo for a while, it's going to make it that much better. Shower friendly. All right. I'm just saying, I watched an episode the other day that was like, where do most dads jack off at? (laughs) And it was like, uh, the shower. like, perfect. These are all shower friendly. D-rings would be your other toys that go down over the penis. And those are little rings that vibrate. They're usually silicone and they also, sometimes you might not have a vibrator in them. Sometimes they're rings just for constriction. That is what C stands for, cock rings, constriction rings. They help with constricting the blood flow. Whenever you have a dual ring that is a c ring that has a ring for the shaft and then another ring that goes down and around the testicles and these look kind of wild at first some people are like what do you really do with that that is what i've done for eight years is show people how to put their penises in c ring i've made a killing at it it's it's a good time i mean whenever i grow up i never thought i would be like yeah i show people how to use sex toys And I keep my clothes on it's great your silicone rings that have the double ring those are fun because when you hold the testicles up it can actually prolong him from ejaculating and so it can just be more of a psychological play it can be more fun just more interesting more creative there's penis pumps penis pumps obviously your penis pumps help pump the penis there's lots of options out there for our penis friends and lots of couples toys out there as well for our penis and vulva friends. I know I've covered orgasms and toys and different areas for vulva and penis owners but highly erogenous areas for possibly anyone that I also kind of mentioned might not have mentioned. The nape of the neck is a huge one ears. Oh my gosh, I don't know how many people I've met that have ear fetishes. They love their ears being nibbled on, licked, or tickled. Nipples, yet again, we have nipple stimulation. Inward spot of the hips, that's also a very little sensitive area. Hint for all of our guys listening. Next time you're going down on your girl, stop and pause at the hips for about five minutes and she's probably going to be dying for you. And then, of course, the clit. (laughs) Hi, Leah in this area for anyone. If you have a clit, that's the area. Now it is time to seduce yourself and own your pleasure. What did I talk about that piqued your interest? What did I say that was like, ooh, what's that? Do you need to go check out my site right now and go look at something that you've been thinking about for a while or maybe something new that you didn't know about? Or maybe you need to just set the mood for yourself and go all out And treat yourself for the night light the candles burn the incense do what's gonna turn you on this is your reminder to do what you like if you could imagine the most perfect sexy session what would it look like would you have some big fluffy pillows would you have some sexy food some wine Would you have your favorite toy? Would you have some three different types of butt plugs, suction cup to the window? Like, I don't know what that looks like for you, but I'm giving you permission to explore and to lean into things that you have not tried yet and things that you've maybe been interested in, but maybe have been a little too shy to ask about, or maybe you've had shame around asking about that. Guys, I just talked about penis pumps and nipple orgasms on a podcast. So there is no shame barrier here. Nothing shameful here. No kink shaming here. Judgment free zone. Always. If you need help finding something for you, I'd love to help you find something. Um, But feel free, go to my site if you need to and do a little shopping for you. I hope this episode brought you some inspired ideas into how your next orgasm is going to look. And I'll catch you guys on our next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Unchained Sex Cat.